Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told that it was a bad shot. Tied at 115. Crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. After a week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to two to one. A deep three. Oh! What? This is Sports Sunday. Blazers win the series. A walk-off three from Lillard. A recap of the sports week. A preview of today's games and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. I mean, that's a bad shot. The fan. Good morning and welcome into Sports Sunday. Well, that intro didn't age well. What are you talking about? That's uh, Damian Lillard back-to-back three-point contest uh, champion right there. Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Will Order sitting in for Jordan Big Willie style. Big Willie style. Young Will. Um, What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, Jordan Schultz is uh, out. He's out uh, on the East Coast in Boston. Uh, for a wedding, but what are you talking about? Didn't age well. He's still making three pointers in a format where it doesn't matter. But are we uh, are we putting Milwaukee Bucks highlights up, in, up here? That's what we're doing now. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's, that's like seventy five percent of uh, Trailblazer fans right now. It'd is probably there, be better. To start is there Milwaukee some, Buck fans now? Yeah, I, I was, it might be better to actually start putting up some Bucks highlights or anybody any other team's highlights in the Blazers. Right Go now. get your ring, Dame, and then come home back to Portland and don't win a ring. Because we don't want a ring? No, that's, I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that at a different time. But actually, no, we can talk about that now. Because I'm not sure if you saw Dame had an interview over the All-Star weekend. And it was he and Trey Young. And I can't remember the, you know, the venue in which they were being interviewed. But Dame was asked the question about ring culture. Oh and yeah, I saw I saw the uh, Bleacher Report notification. I think it was from Bleacher Report. Yeah, came up, and then I was, uh, and then I just continued living my life. Yeah, and it was, you know, kind of what he's been saying and everything. He's like, you know, rings aren't everything, and everything. I was like, yeah, I don't want to hear that from you now. Can't hear that from you now because the way you went out clearly rings are important. And then at the end of it, he was like, but as soon as I get my ring, I'm gonna be talking about people the same way. Like and mind you, he was being tongue in cheek, but I believe him. 
I think as soon as he gets his ring, he's going to be talking about all the bum-ass losers that didn't get one. <laughs> Dude sucks, man. Trash. Uh, do, does he wait till after his career to just hype up his three-point contest wins? Yes. I don't think you can say anything about that until you get a championship win, and then you can say, man, I won a three-point contest twice you know, in a row. Come on. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, uh, last night was the All-Star Saturday, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but... Um, I, I, I'm not happy. I, I'm I'm pissed, to say the least, about uh, what happened on Super Bowl Sunday. Not the result. I'm happy that the Chiefs won. Oh, about your, about your betting lines? I cannot believe we ended up tying on who do you love. Because, I because you literally took Ludacris to show up at halftime. I wasn't going to say anything. But. And then I chose Orange Gatorade. And then it ended up being Purple Gatorade, which I had which mentioned blue, in the show. I was like, oh, all. man, I really like Purple Gatorade. That's one of my favorites. Hey, fierce and that Melon was it. or fierce, and fierce Grape? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if they have the Fierce Grape anymore. They don't. Fierce Melon's still my, my ish. But fierce Melon They were called really Fierce Melon and Fierce Grape? Yeah. yeah I, believe I just so. called I, it Purple, Green, Red, no, yeah. Blue. So the, like, like, what's the, what color was Fierce Melon? It's like a pink Almost or something like that, but yeah, that's my it's my favorite. It tastes just like cantaloupe. Yeah, mm. that it honestly it was it was pretty damn good. Oh, it looks like you can buy an eight count, uh, twenty ounce of uh, fierce grape on uh, Walmart.com. Shout out to Walmart for very few good grape like sports drinks. I want really, that, See, I want that purple stuff. I'm pro purple anything like any kind of grape, any kind of sports drink that has. Purple in it. I feel like Powerade makes a good one. I feel Powerade like Gatorade makes great. a good one. Uh, I feel like you can go. Like I've never found a purple that I've gone. Oh, that was gross. Oh, you've clearly never had Tampico. I've never even heard oh, of Tampico. Tampico. What the hell is Tampico? Yeah, you know, that you, oh man, I would really I would slam some Tampico yeah. back in high school. Get a yeah. jug of Tampico. Yeah. Way too much I'm sugar. Not sure if you ever had great drink. <laughs> I was gonna say I think this is an age thing because I'm noted for shopping at the dollar store. Oh, you're you're bound to find Tampico then. You know, there's a there's a they're lousy with there's Tampico. a yellow one. There is like the yellow one that kind of looks like Tang, and I guess kind of tastes like Tang, tang. a little bit. Yeah, mm. there's a uh, it's a, ki- it's a kick it? in the glass. There's a blue one, like a light blue one that I don't advise ever drinking. Don't try but, it. Yeah, but it might be a good mixer for some mm. stuff, but. Yeah, Tampico. Yeah, it might is a be nice good for go-to. your Borg or something, right? <laughs> but Borg, no, Borg is all uh, Mio and, uh, and Kool Aid, <laughs> water, Kool Aid, and liquor. Kool Aid is still a that's basically that still a one stuff. seed. Oh, Kool Aid still a one seed. Easy. I haven't Borged in forever. Yeah, I, I'm not happy though. I did not hit on my 49ers. See, I was trying to be all uh, unbiased and objective and take the 49ers pure, pure talent basis, and they went and s the bed. I took a Pacheco anytime touchdown, didn't hit that. Orange Gatorade, didn't hit that. Rashad went a clean 3-0, and taking the Chiefs. Ludacris appearing at halftime. And Kelsey under 11 receptions, which you might have I think have been, he had 10? I think he uh, Did he have nine. like nine? Oh, I thought he was close to he, it. He had one in the first half and then eight in the second half. Yeah, he's a beast. He yeah. yeah. I mean, Whatever. I, at at a point, like once I saw that Ludacris was there, I was like, "Oh, okay, I got that one." But I, at everything else, I honestly couldn't remember a lot of lines. But we're gonna talk about the game, right? I mean, uh, I, don't I think know if that's I, a thing um, or not today. It's been like a week, so is that like a? I mean, we were a show called Football Sunday. I mean, were 
No more. We're not F- anymore. Football season's dead. It's over. It was kind football of season's never over. It's it was uh, kind of. It was fun this weekend. Like tuning back into all the other sports. Like I got the the Genesis Open on oh, the is that, TV is that what right this now. Is? Yeah, this is uh, okay. this is Tiger's tournament that he had to withdraw from because he had a case of the bubble guts on Friday. Been there. I th- everybody the PGs will make you withdraw from some <laughs> well, stuff. Well, I think it was Can't also it. like you know the fact that he his body is like broken. Um, well, Tiger's an old dude now. Like he's dude. Did you see his? Uh, I don't want to say the word out loud because you're not supposed to as a golfer, but I'm going to. Did you see his shank on Thursday? I I go, jump on Twitter or whatever. Just he, like me. Yeah, I was oh, like when like, I saw that, I was like, like, what like the hell? There, I'm huh? not playing at the Genesis this weekend. How'd they get this video of me? But yeah, Tiger, um, he he shanked a shot on Thursday. I want to say like dead right into some trees, and it was just like, oh buddy, oh baby, what are you doing? It did not oh, look baby, good. What is you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, immediately had a save from said shank shot that uh, put him on the green that I would have never been able to pull off in my life. So it was nice, you know, like. Oh, look, he golfs like one of us immediately following up with like, oh, okay, no, he doesn't. Um, but it was sad. And then he oh. showed up. Yeah, you're seeing it now. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, <laughs> heads up, heads up. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, floor. Yeah, it was not good. Poor guy. Um, and then he showed up on Friday with some in and out. There was pictures of him going around that he showed up to the course with a with an in and out. I don't know if it was a two by two animal style or sounds like it went in and out quick too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the reason for them BGs. Yeah, so uh, he he withdrew from the tournament on uh, Friday, and then last night I was uh, watching the All Star Game festivities, and then uh, threw on the UFC two ninety eight as soon as that ended and caught the last three fights of that. So it was. Kind of like uh, one of those moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, there is other things besides football out there. That's right. I I, I think we're going to be okay is what I felt. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think how much football really consumes us. It's wild. You know, it's, it's one. I mean, and think about it. It's supposed to be just Sunday, but really it's Sunday. It's Monday. It's Thursday. You know, it's Saturday, Saturday because yeah. of college. If you follow high school or have a high school brother or son or whatever the case is, it's Friday nights. Like, there, and there goes your Tuesdays also. Yeah, yeah, I mean, potentially. So that's just, it's one of those things like football takes up so much, you know, of our time. You can't get a ref, then you're playing on a Wednesday. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Let's not get started on youth refs. We need more youth refs, but we need parents to, to chill out. Well, I, can't, get that part I can't tell you. Being a... Being a coach of guys a, like you, it's guys like you, Joe, that drive no, the refs away. No, no, I, people like you. I bite my tongue a lot, and this was probably the first time yesterday that I did say something to the ref in game about a kid like a moving screen and like a fast break happening, and a kid just clearly move like blocking as if he was an offensive tackle pulling down the line. I did have to say something to the ref. I was like, number three is literally pushing a kid out of the way on that last fast break. And I was expecting the T to come my way, but I had had it at that point. Things are getting too physical in that league, all right? I'm not happy. Man, my, my Joe, Grizzlies, that we, referee is a junior in high school. I man. know. Let oh, trust live. me. He looked 15, 16 at most. That's what I used to do. That's how I made money in high school is I refereed community at basketball games, and I can't tell you how many times I just gave the little shoe with the finger, the oh, hand, boy. just bye. Yeah. Go don't don't talk to me. Yeah. 
Listen, my Grizzlies, we've we've lost two in a row. We're um, we're on a skid. We got one game left. We got to redeem ourselves here. It's not it's not looking good. Well, and that's on that's on the coach. It's about fin- it's about finishing hard, man. I didn't have my boys ready offensively. All right. Um, let's be frank. If Joey's not scoring, our team is a little offensively capped, and that's on me. Not getting the guys ready throughout the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. You're the uh, you're the dad that you know you're the coach, but your son is the best player, so all the plays are drawn up for him. No, not really. We Here's don't really play, have. Guys. We don't really ball four. to Joey. Four, four. <laughs> Get the right. ball to the Italians. Yeah. Um. No, it's tough. It's it's like you don't know if you want to run plays in fifth, sixth grade basketball because usually when you say, "All right, run this play," it doesn't work. No. The kids don't remember how to run the play. No. And it just turns into a jumbled mess. Yeah, like, with kids, you have to keep it simple. You know, you have to have, I have three plays that we run, and most of them are just screen down, screen away, plays, screen across. Like, oh. something very, very easy. You stand here, you go here, if the ball's on this side, who's going to go? And then make it a game for them. Kids are, I'm not going to give them, like, there's some, you know, there's a big um, President's Day tournament that's happening around here. And there are some, you know, it's mostly middle school, but there are some younger kids, some fourth and fifth graders that are that are playing in these tournaments. And like coaches are calling, you know, triangles and, you know, and all the time like, yo, like these kids are some of them are advanced and can get it. But there are a lot of them that were just kind of running around like chickens with the head cut off because they're they're 10 and you're trying to teach them, you know, the triangle, which probably (laughs) isn't going to work very well today. You're telling me there aren't no Kobe's and Shaq's and Rick Fox's out there? Able oh, they're to out there. Yeah, they're definitely out there. There's definitely some Shaq's. And I'm like, that kid's not a fifth grader uh, at all, you know, which I feel bad about because I wasn't a tall fifth grader. And, Will, you were probably ginormous in fifth grade. Um, uh, I had, like, a big growth spurt. Then I stopped. Then I had another one. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, around that time when you're the, the, the big kid, like, everybody wants you on their team for stuff, even if you're trash. And so there are a lot of – uh, big trash fifth graders out there over the last little bit, but they're they're big. Maybe they'll be cold. I'll tell you right now, if you are a fifth grader listening to this show and you are big right now, but your dad is small, start dribbling the basketball. Learn, Learn the guard skills because you're not going to grow. Learn you're how to hoop. you're not going to get lucky. Learn the guard skills. Hey, shout out to my boy Sawyer on the team yesterday. He's one of our bigger kids. The boy's got handles, and he he carried the team offensively yesterday. Uh, sh- shout out to Sawyer because I was I was proud of him because he was the only one on the offense that looked like uh, he was able to do anything consistently yesterday, and I'm uh, I'm gonna tell him that it's like, bro, keep working on the dribbles, keep working on the shot. Like, you, if you keep growing at this rate, you're gonna be a quote unquote big man, but be a versatile big man, be that that's, stretch four, be that thing. Dirk. That's the thing that you have to know how to dribble. As long as kids know how to dribble, everything else will come pretty easily. After if, that. if you're tall at fifth grade, but dad's five eight. You're not going to be too tall, buddy. You're going to be 5'10". Learn to dribble. Learn to dribble. There's few exceptions. I'm one of them. There aren't many of us. Learn to dribble. Joey, uh, rough game offensively. What he needs to work on is off ball, being an off ball player. Because he's been running point most this year. But if he can start learning how to get open off the screen, cut to the hoop a little bit, you know, get the ball past him and then get a shot off. make a move. Wants to make a move. Give uh, he, me the ball so I can make a move. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's got to get that game more versatile. Okay, enough about fifth, sixth grade basketball. I know that you want the whole hour and a half on this. By the way, we're only on air for an hour and a half because uh, – Tell them why. Uh, well, you know it's not even happening today, right? 
the Daytona 500 was supposed to be broadcast right here on 1080 The Fan. It will be on 1080 The Fan, but not today, tomorrow, because it got rained out today. <laughs> but so, we still got to leave but we a still, half hour early. <laughs> hey, programming is set, all right? The playlist was loaded. It's uh, it's too late. That's trash. <laughs> uh, you can chime in on the show today uh, on the Vancouver Ford text line. I'll text the fan RV at the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. 503-864-6FAN. 503-864-6326. Um, someone chiming in now. Any hot Dolphins talk? Uh, we might get into uh, maybe some Dolphins talk. Rank the porpoises out there. Um, I like spinner dolphins. Those are pretty cool. When they jump out of the air and they spin, like couple, do a couple 360s. Yeah. I liked Flipper. Yeah, Flipper was a solid yeah, movie. It's a, you know, solid. I used to watch the show when it came on Nick at Night, like three in the morning and stuff like that. And I just find myself up as a 10 year old, Flipper, all time dolphin, top three. I think so. I think so. Snowflake. Is that the one from uh, Ace, Ace Ventura? Ventura? Yeah. Absolutely. Snowflake was kicking field goals, bro. Snowflake <laughs> had the, Snowflake had the Dolphins in the Super Bowl since the, for the first time since the seventies. So. Maybe Marino would have uh, won it if uh, he had uh, Snowflake out there instead of Finkel. No, and that's crazy. Like even in even in fictitious movies, the Dolphins can't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. All right, we had the All Star. Uh, we're at the All Star break, rather. We had All Star uh, Saturday, so we'll get into some of that. We'll talk about some uh, Blazers at the break. We are at the. Uh, "Quote unquote halfway season, even though mathematically we've played more than half the games. I think we're at like the two thirds mark of the season. Yeah, let's call it, it the week after the Super Bowl, the yes. post Super Bowl break. So we had some All Star festivities. Uh, we got to make a commentating change, I think, at the All Star uh, Saturday as well. Uh, and in the second hour, I want to uh, get into some college basketball, and then." Um, yeah, I thought that we finished the show because it's Daytona 500 uh, weekend. What other sporting events do we not care about anymore? Because I felt like I used to care about NASCAR and racing. And uh, did you? Yeah, back You're in the from day. Sherwood, so yeah. Oh, dude, my um, one of my best friends growing up, his dad was a big Dale Earnhardt household, like big Dale Earnhardt household. Some memorabilia all over the place. It was wild. Uh, so let's get it going. Uh, let's talk some Blazers at the break. What do we have to care about the rest of this season? Do that next year. Sports Sunday. It's back right here. 1080 fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. We've hit the quote-unquote halfway season of the uh, NBA season. And the Portland Trailblazers sit at 15 and 39, dear God. Um, by the way, after that Milwaukee Bucks game, you know, the the win that was supposed to kind of turn the tide of this season, that was a game-changing win for this Blazers team. This young squad could galvanize them. We beat a pretty damn good team. Dame in his return to Portland. That's right. We're all right. We don't need you. Well, they've lost uh, six straight. <laughs> to end the season lost twice to the nuggets lost to the pistons after you up by, you were up by like 26 20 yeah this is a big big lumber nice nice uh lost to the pelicans uh putting up only 84 points and then lost back-to-back games to the timberwolves where the second one was just as worse as the first one scoot started though and then they immediately fell down by 30 points so uh i got some numbers here for you Again, numbers. like none of these numbers aren't going to be really shocking because they just reinforce that the Blazers are bad. But the Blazers are 29th on offense, last in the league in effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage, fifth in offensive rebound rate. Hey, there we go. We're missing a lot of shots and getting the rebounds, I guess. We're getting second and third chances, so that's good. Uh, worst half-court offense in the league, that is wonderful set offensive uh, pieces it sounds like sounds like my grizzlies right now my newberg grizzlies we are just atrocious in the half court bottom three in the league in transition frequency second to last in assist percentage that kind of sounds like the blazers over the last 10 years quite frankly uh blazers on defense 24th on defense bottom third in effective field goal percentage on defense bottom five in the league in foul rate terrible defensive rebounding started season first in forcing turnovers dropped to fourth and uh press more than any other team switch everything pretty aggressively um so the blazers are cheeks they're straight cheeks and i don't know if Scoot is enough to keep me engaged with the rest of the season. Like, I I just – and listen, a lot of this is personal. Like, I'm just sick of seeing my teams lose and lose and lose and embarrass themselves and lose. And even if they're a good team, they get themselves to to a really important point in the season, whether it be a a playoff game or a Pac-12 championship game, and you lose. So having a team like the Blazers right now, which I get it, they're young, we knew they were going to suck, but like the development of Scoot even, it's just like, you know what, we'll, we'll see how that is after the offseason, and I'll check in with you guys next year because he has been playing better. But it's the thing that's killed me about this Blazers season too is that we haven't had all of our horses like at any point in this season. Shaden has played, what, 30 total games. And it seems like every night there's three or four guys sitting. I just, 
it, it's going to be a tough sell for me to tune in to any Blazers game the rest of this season. And for the fans out there that are, for the sake of development and wanting to see what these pieces are to trade, like we didn't trade Malcolm Brogdon, and guess what? Gets injured. Now he's out for two weeks. That's looking like it's going to work out well. Again, I just I'm I am a defeated sports fan right now. My heart my heart hurts. My heart hurts for this city. And it again, seeing us root for Dame and the Bucks and rooting for things to happen in other franchises and for development. It just it, I'm so sick of it, man. Well, I'm not hating, but I'm not rooting for Dame. I'm not rooting for the Bucks. I think the Bucks have kind of turned into some 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 busters low key. Like if you look at the You way were gonna say stuff, bitches, weren't you? I was gonna say that, but I don't like to call other grown men, you know, bitches. So hey, I, hey that's a gonna, fighting word. I, so I'm not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But some busters, I will for sure call them that. We knew it was gonna be like this. I know. And let's just... I mean, that's the cold part. Like we know when you lose a player like Damian Lillard and like CJ McCollum, you know, because the, the team looks, you know, you went from the highest scoring backcourt in the league, or at least one of the highest scoring backcourts in the league, to you can't figure out a, a shot in the half court to save your life, you know. So that's a that's a problem. Injuries have been an issue. You know, Aiden was out for a while at the beginning of the season. Um, Shaden was out for some time. Amphrony missed what, like almost a month of basketball in between there. Like, so you haven't had that consistency, like you said, as far as having all of your guys at one time. I don't like to – I don't want to keep doing it, but, like, Chauncey Billups has to take some responsibility for how bad they are because that's what you do, right? You teach defense. That's why you were hired. The Blazers have never had a problem historically scoring the ball. That wasn't their issue. Their issue was they couldn't stop the chairs that we were sit- that we're sitting in right now. Like, so you had two and and really great guards that could score the ball from anywhere on the floor – but neither one of those guys could stop a nosebleed, you know. And so you had all this great interior talent. Because Nurkic offensively can be a huge asset for you, but nobody that could protect the rim. Nurkic, Cantor, all those other guys that you had in between there. But now you see you've got the guys that are just talented. I just don't think you have the coach to get them there. And sometimes it's a matter of taking this talent, Figuring out the person that's going to be at the helm and saying, all right, man, you run it. And right now, I just don't think that's Chauncey Billups. I think the best thing, too, though, for Blazer fans is to just watch the young players and see what development you can get out of them. Like, you're going to suck, and you're going to suck probably for three more years, right? And also, I believe they have uh, the fifth hardest schedule the rest of the season. So, hey, throw them to the fire. Like, Scoot just started his first game. Start his ass the rest of the season. Well, and that's the thing. They started him at the beginning. He struggled. He went to the bench. He earned his right back to being a starter. Those are the things that you have to look at for wins. Because at this point right now, you're at the start of building Rome. And Rome wasn't built in a day. Now, you might get lucky, right? And maybe you'll find a another player that fits exactly in with Scoot, with Shaden, with Ant. And all of a sudden, you go from, hey, we're going to have this rebuild. And it's going to take four to five years to, boom, now we're back at the top. But the way that I look at it is, look at where OKC is right now. They got rid of Westbrook in what, 17 or 18? I know it was one of my first couple years of college. So 17 or 18, they get rid of him. It took them this long to finally be a legit 
playoff team. And I don't even think that they're quite yet at the stage of they can go win an NBA title. Now, could they get to the to the conference finals? I totally think that. But they still have some room to grow. And the way they did it is they got a bunch of young players. They had a couple of veterans that were in there, like a Jeremy Grant, like a Malcolm Brogdon, that helped teach the young kids how to be a pro. And now they are excelling. So you're at the start of this rebuild, and it's going to take some time. Hopefully Joe Cronin and that front office, they can go in and get the right players around a team to build this team up fast, but it's going to take four to five years. And right now you are really on year one. You might feel like it's year three because of all the Dame injuries and getting rid of CJ, you know, a couple of years ago, but really you're on year one and it's going to take time. So you have to find the little things that you value, like Scoot going from a player who struggled at the beginning of the year to now you're starting to see him work his way into the starting lineup and some of the passes that he's making and some of the plays that he's making they're why you drafted him as high as you did and i i know we have to break but that's the part that hurts most will is that this is only year one of what feels like been a four-year slow kind of grind and, and slow I, build and it's like so again you lose cj for for nothing essentially and then you lose dame with an injury that year so so you're down then you finally get dame back and you're you're just not the same team and then you're going, then your star player demands a trade, not request, demands a trade from there. And now you're stuck at what should be year three of this rebuild, but now it's a fresh reset. And I don't, again, for me, I don't know if it's a talent thing because when I'm looking at guys like Shaden Sharp, who I think we all think is going to be a stud in this league, you know, we look at guys like, um, Jeremy Grant, who can only get better, you know, if he really gets the opportunity to like Simons, you've got guys on this team that can put up buckets and give you buckets. I just think at this point it's a leadership thing, and that's where Cronin and uh, Chauncey have to figure something out, or I honestly think it might be time to to move forward. It's been three years for Chauncey now. Like, at what point, like, do you say, like, all right, I think it's time for us to to go, and I think it might be time for them to find a head coach that that works for these young guys, and right now I just don't think it's it's Chauncey. Congratulations to him, although for being named uh, one of the finalists for the Hall of Fame, like that's amazing. I think, or did he get in? Uh, I didn't see um, what the, the I think, case was. I there. think the headliners this year were Chauncey and and Vince, Vince Carter, and so yeah, uh, Chauncey Billups, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame player, but can he be the the coach that he was a player? I well, don't know. I don't think so. And I think that you know. What Blazer fans want to see to end this year is momentum in not so much signs of growth, but signs of like competitiveness and staying with teams. Like that Bucks win gave them the idea that that could happen, and then you lose six straight. It was like that uh, little stretch in the beginning of January, I want to say, or maybe it was um, maybe it was December, uh, but where it was just like you were taking some big losses. Like, it was getting really, really ugly there for a moment. Then you were able to beat Brooklyn. You beat the Pacers. You beat uh, the, the you Rockets. You beat some quality teams. The Rockets year. in overtime. You know, like, you beat Philly. Granted, they didn't have um, Embiid. Embiid that game. Or Maxi. So, again, it's just like the ups and downs of this season have been so drastic that I think what you want to see for this last remaining 30 games or what have you is that – at least be competitive. Right. And there's going to be an ugly game or two where you get blown out, but it can't be six games in a row of losses. It can't be right. seven losses in a row. 
I mean, this is year three of Chauncey, but I mean, if if it goes, if it keeps going this trajectory, I mean, I don't know if you give him a year four, but I could see Joe and them deciding to do that because it doesn't seem fair to take this team away from him when they're still developing. Uh, the one thing I will say to end on a positive note that I feel like we never saw with the previous uh, regime in uh, GM is uh, Joe Cronin and uh, Mike Schmitz, the assistant GM. They were in Australia for All-Star Weekend looking at some prospects over there. Like, traveling overseas and looking at players, like, in person in different countries, I feel like is something that the Blazers never did over the last 10 years. You're going to be at the top of the draft. we got to start seeing who's available all around the world. Well, so, and, you know, yeah. probably isn't a good idea to go to Australia. Here, It's pretty nice down there. Just don't get bitten by some weird snake or spider or something like that. Or box jellyfish or something swimming in the ocean. All right. All-Star game. All-Star weekend. All-Star Saturday happened last night. We're going to fix it. Because it, it seems like it's a little bit broken. So we're going to try and fix some things about All-Star Saturday. Rashad, Will, and I. We do that next here. Sports Sunday. But Will, Sports Interrupted. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Is that you, Will, on the text line talking about Four Locos? Yeah. What a mistake that was. Well, the original is a mistake. The new version is fine. Also, a great purple flavor. <laughs> There's a purple new version loco? of Four Locos? I don't want to throw up purple. Man. Well, yeah, because like. The original Four Loco recipe, it was basically a monster energy drink and then, like, 12% alcohol. It was the stuff from Breaking Bad is and, what that was. Yeah, well, <laughs> and they tell this story every freshman orientation at Central Washington. We are the reason that it is not that way anymore because kids bought a keg and they went up to, like, a cabin in the woods, a keg of Four Loco, and they just drank it all night. And because it was keeping you up... They were still drinking and drinking, and they end up having alcohol poisoning. It's a really tragic story, but it's the reason that they changed it. And every single year when you go into a freshman orientation or you go into the, hey, just say no to drugs talk, they bring that story up in in the pavilion every time. Oh, yeah. I I just Google four loco death, and here you go. 15-year-old, 18-year-old, 17-year-old. Dude, what were we doing? What were we doing? Well, they trying say to, like trying to get lit. Well, they say like Jaeger bombs are worse for you than uh, like cocaine or something like that. Like for your heart. Like if you're taking a bunch of Jaeger bombs, a lot of guys will do that. <clears throat> Guilty, um, because it's got the energy drink and the Jaeger, so it's keeping you up and going, and it, it can be bad news. I hope you like pan- pancreatitis. What is that? Uh, I'm pretty sure I heard of a dude that I, went on a 
binging night because of that, uh, because of um, uh, what, what did you just say? The Jaeger bombs, bombs yeah. yeah, and drinking with Red Bulls. And yeah, had like had to get part of his pancreas removed. Man, a buddy of mine had pancreatitis. Didn't have to get anything removed, but said that it was the the worst feeling, the worst pain that he'd ever had. And so, just the sight of a drink, the sight of alcohol was like really? enough to like turn his stomach. Like oh, wow, bleh. hot no pancreas thing. talk here. We'll That's see. Crazy. Here's the thing: the problem is, is that what a lot of people will do is then drink a bunch of Jaeger bombs. That's not how you do a Jaeger bomb properly if you don't want to go out you, that has to be this your guy first Jaeger drink. bombs yeah, <laughs> Look, this guy, yeah. your first if <laughs> tell you us how to do go, it expert. if you don't want to go out your first drink has to be a Jaeger bomb because then it'll get you excited you're having a good time you'll hang out with the boys you go talk to some girls you Woo! need the Jaeger bomb to start if you are it's like a Friday it's getting to like that 10 30 11 o'clock you're like I don't know do we keep going out do we go find a club do we go back home from the dive bar then you have a Jaeger bomb. That's we're going to the club time. That's oh, like, hey, we're gonna go out, we're gonna dance, we're gonna do whatever. Then you might actually really run into some cocaine there. Well, it's quite. That's lo- not. That's not what you'll I love. Do. The smell of uh, the smell of your car keys. Got to mm. be honest, guys. No. Like uh, the no only time thing. I've ever had a Jaeger bomb is when I'm with my friends who don't identify as black. <laughs> and so that's one of those things I've never been at the homies party I was like who wants Jaeger bombs line them up you know what I mean like you know let's go it's, you know? it's a Brad followed and Chad cr- drink followed yeah. by crickets yeah mm. I, don't, I, don't I think know. Four Loco too definitely uh, more so uh, works with this complexion I don't know if uh, that Four was Loco was something that was uh, prevalent in the community though I'll, I'll be real man like so it's it was part of the culture after they changed drink it, Four Loco after they changed the original it's you know um, recipe to yeah. something else a little safer like yeah it was Four Loco used to safer. go hard like I never I never had one I was never because I'm not no. number one I don't you like out. I always talk about Joe because every morning Joe has this it was it used to be rock star Mm. Yeah, but now it's like the Mountain Dew energy drink, and I'm like, oh yeah, Mountain, Mountain Dew like, amps, baby. Yeah, they brought them back. Couldn't be happier. I don't like Red Bull. I don't like any of that mm. stuff and everything like no that. No vodka so, Red Bull for you. No, thank you. Pass. Yeah. No. Pass. Look, at some point, everyone has had a Mad Dog. Everyone's had a Four Loco. Um, and then the last key point on Jaeger bombs: if you're gonna go to afters, you gotta have one last. You gotta have a Jaeger bomb at like midnight. So, but the most you should ever have when you're drinking responsibly, because that's what we all do here, is you shouldn't have more than one. Probably. That said, who wants some whiskey? It's oh, nine forty-four, so it's ten o'clock somewhere in in Bailey's. <laughs> that I think was, that was literally a question that was asked during the commercial break by one Rashad. I, do you I, want some whiskey? So listen, I, it's I have it from from last night, and it was one of those things. It was like I didn't want to leave. And an almost entire bottle of whiskey. I was like, yeah, I might as well just take this as well. All right, so well. there's a beer in here. So, oh, yeah, that was uh, from uh, given to Jordan from Patrick that uh, Jordan clearly didn't even open. No. Didn't no, even it's, take it's a been sip. In, it's been in here. I came in Thursday morning, and it's been in here since then. Unbelievable. Uh, so next. Beer. Yeah, next. Let's get back on the clock. We either talk about uh, Rashad's possible uh, alcohol problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem, Joe. Or uh, All-Star Saturday, because we need to fix some things, and we're going to do that next here on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. The Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. All-Star Saturday was last night. We had the uh, skills competition, which uh, basically half the dudes weren't taking serious. 
Anthony Edwards was shooting left-handed at one point. Scotty Barnes threw up a half-court shot uh, backwards. So there was that. So guys clearly taking that serious. Uh, Victor Wembanyama was not, uh, I'm not going to say not happy, but he said about his teammates who were uh, Paolo and uh, Anthony Edwards, he's like, yeah, it looks like they were just trying to have fun out there. Fun is winning. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's got that. He pop, knows what that is. He's now. got that pop mentality already. Yeah, he knows what that <laughs> is now. You know, uh, he had an interview uh, prior to the All Star festivity starting with Chuck and you know uh, Ernie and all those guys, and uh, you can tell how much losing is affecting Wimby <laughs> at this point. I mean, seriously, he's probably never lost in his life. Like it's probably been all W's for most of his life, and so now to be in a situation where you're losing. Yeah, when I get to this all-star thing and I want to show everybody how cold I am, I don't need you full shooting left-hand three-pointers and and backwards half-court shots. Uh, we also had the three-point competition, which Reggie just stop. Re- Reggie Miller, after it ended, he just goes uh, clamoring on saying that this is why this is the premier event of All-Star Weekend. He's not wrong. He is. He's not wrong. Okay, it's why- become it. It's not, he's not wrong. The no, dunk contest in the you, last two to three years, it yeah. has not. I, I'll say I'll go even further than that. I think it's for a while. Number one, the dunk contest could be great, right? Right. Last year it was great. Uh, depending on who's in it, it could be great. If Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine are in it, it'll it'll be great. But for the most part, like the dunk contest, there's no other hit or miss event in all of All Star Weekend than the dunk contest. The home run derby, you know what you're going to get every year from that. You might get a, you know, some somebody doesn't perform as well as you thought, but somebody's going to kill in the home run derby every single year. The skills competition for hockey, stuff like that. The dunk contest is. I'm sorry. There is no. There is nothing in the three point contest that makes me go, oh damn. Damn, he made another three-pointer. The fact that they have stars. Wow, he made another three-pointer. The, the, the like, fact that the stars of the NBA are the ones that are in the three-point contest is the is the the issue. Well, I will say that that is the biggest problem is that I don't know what the NBA has to do to incentivize some of these bigger names to start doing the dunk contest. Because, yeah, I mean, they have no problem doing the three-point contest. So, what? I mean, why are we not able to get guys to do the dunk contest like Mac McClung I give a flyer to because I remember seeing that dude in his YouTube highlights back when he was in high school before he went to Georgetown like so when they said that this six foot white guy from the G League is going to be in the dunk contest I was like oh you have to see it oh he's good I was like yeah I'm okay with that and let's be honest I mean he's won it back to back times and he has been dominant in both times like he he has been amazing in both those dunk contests the problem is is like last night you've got him and you've got the other Toppin brother Obi Toppin's brother which I didn't even know he had a brother I clearly don't watch New York New York Knicks basketball enough how many minutes is he getting how many minutes a game is Obi Toppin's brother getting Jacob see I forgot his name and I just watched him last night Ooh, I don't know. And I think that's the big thing. Like, Mac McClellan doesn't even get NBA minutes. He's played like, in five games this year. Five. You know, and that's the best that the NBA could kind of come up with. And I think that's my issue, and that's most people's issue. You know, five games played, 6.6 6 minutes. 
You look at the dunk, you look at the dunk contest of the past. You know, even after the Vince Carter one, you got Desmond Mason and you got Jason Richardson. That was an amazing dunk contest. Dude, Jason got, Richardson was nasty. Yeah, he was in sick. Dunk like he was he he was crazy. But you were able to get some of those things. But really, after two thousand or after that one with with Vince and T Mac and Steve Francis and all those boys. They're the the stars of stars don't compete anymore. Well, and it's like e- there was three dunk contests where Jordan and Dominique were all in it. Even if you don't have stars, I mean, like you have a Nate Robinson who is five six, defying the odds. Which have you heard about Nate Robinson? But, well, you had a by the way. Which part? A uh, dude, the guy has like straight up like liver failure and need or um, kidney failure. Yeah, he's on dialysis. And he's on dialysis yeah, like yeah. three times a week and needs that's a kidney. Terrible. Yeah, it sucks to see, man. That's terrible, Getting old man. sucks. But see, but with that dunk contest, but you had Dwight Howard too, though. So you did have a star, and then like Nate was a little bit interesting. Um, the Levine Gordon dunk contest. Those are two good ones. Now, I wouldn't say that they're stars, right? But I would also say, like, one of the best dunk contests we also had had Derrick Jones Jr. in it. And because right? that dude is just a straight-up leaper and can jump out of the building. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was saying last night on Twitter, it's like, if Mac wants to come back to try to defend his crown for a third time, I'm cool with it. But you give me a field that is that has to be infinitely better than what this is this year. You need to give me Mac McClung, Jaw. Shaden and like Zion or something like I, 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 there needs to be an incentive it needs to be at a $500,000 yeah a million dollar incentive like you're giving here's and this is the not NBA. even for winning just participate like slide him a check under the table like jaw please be in the dunk contest no nah, I don't really want to do it dude here's $500,000 here's a mill like just please like yeah, something that goes straight to you but I don't know man I the, the dunk contest has become secondary almost it goes on last because it could be exciting well, right it, it, goes could on- be, it could be the most exciting part of the night but or it could be a big wet fart to end the night and that's kind of what it's been a lot of the time like you know when there's no imagine leaving a game or leaving an event like that that's been all energy all night and then everybody leaves kind of disappointed because ugh, that was weak well, also, I think the judges are also taking some steam away, too. Like, the way that they judge some of these dunks, too, it's like, Mac McClung, his first dunk was an easy 50. But because it took him a second time to pull it off, you saw the one that I'm talking about where he, he jumped over it, grabbed the ball, let, it, let go, it go, and, grab and then it grabbed it again and reversed it. It's like, if he, okay, if it is his eighth or ninth attempt at that and then he finally gets it yeah dock him for it but he got it on his second attempt in i forget who it was he treated it as if he was like ah yeah where well, i'm giving that a 46 because yeah. it took him a second time it's like oh, what are we doing yeah no so i mean the, the judges definitely have to go kenny smith for sure has to oh, be retired oh my from God. that position like <laughs> well, i can't kenny it's smith. over ladies and gentlemen do we have the audio Will? yes we should do it next all right uh yeah let's do it in the uh the next hour, uh, the beginning of the second hour, because, I mean, this wasn't just in the uh, the three-point contest, the dunk contest, but it, it trickled into the Steph and Sabrina contest. Reggie and him both were driving me nuts last night. Like, I'll give Reggie props in the next, uh, at the beginning of the next hour, but that's one way to fix All-Star Weekend. Get some new commentators in there. You want to talk about paying people, pay Charles whatever he wants to be on the call. Because listening to those two talk over each other. KG and Paul Pierce to do it. And fail at math also. Like, them trying to do math real time during the three-point contest, it it's painful. Absolutely insufferable to listen to. 
Yeah. Like, they don't even know who has what amount. And they're like, oh, he's gone. He, he's gone, Kenny. Yeah, he's, he's eliminated. He needs and this it's one. Like, and no, then he still gets not. 26. And yeah, like... it's just like, oh, dude, and that's the worst. They have, like, two racks left. Oh, he needs to make every single one of these. He's like, no, actually, he just needs, like, six of them. And he's going on to the next round. And then he, they make a starry ball. Oh, he needed that. It's like, well, no, he didn't. He's actually having a pretty good round, and he actually only needs like two more makes. And he's, it, it's, it's bad. It's, yeah, it's bad. irritating, irritating. Uh, I can't stand listening to those dudes. And I love both Reggie and um, Kenny. But during the All Star, yeah, seriously. But during All Star weekend, it's like Kenny, please shut up. <laughs> Please shut up, bro. Put put him on mute. And uh, yeah, we'll start hour number two here with audio because I think that ninety nine percent of people listening to the Sabrina Steph uh, three point contest, which we'll talk about that because I thought that was one of the highlights of yesterday too. But, yeah, 99% of people listening to the broadcast were telling Kenny, oh, my God, please shut up. Cut his mic now. Cut his mic now. Go go to break. Go to break. (laughs) And that's what we'll do. We'll go to break. We'll start hour number two. Only 30 minutes because we don't have a Daytona 500 to get to after this. But uh, we give you 30 minutes of Sports Sunday. Next, hour number two, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Will Ortner sitting in right here on 1080 The Fan. Pull up a Bloody Mary, a mimosa, or some prune juice. Does he have some magic in him? Knicks drops back. And get a serving of Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and other hot menu items. Underneath, touchdown, Ducks! Wow! This is Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Oh! Off the upright! And go! And 1080. All these things are true. I wouldn't lie. I, I don't lie to you guys, baby. The fan. Hour number two. Uh, by the way, the, the consensus is in, according to uh, my son's uh, 10-year-old friends, the dunk contest is better than the three-point contest. It's well, settled. I think they're 10, and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> So there, take that, Joey, and your little buddies. <laughs> wow, just insulting a 10-year-old? Well, I did insult like a 7-year-old at a Blazer game like and listen, a couple weeks anybody ago. Can get it. Anybody can get it. Don't care how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that baby looking at me like that? Yo, you're going boy, all, dog. You're going all Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. you're, you're going all uh, the uh, dude guy in yeah. Real Bros of Simi Valley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get Yo, your dog, get Dan. You, get, get your boy, dog. You've known yeah. him for like maybe a year. Yeah, maybe, maybe for a year. A year. Maybe He's a year. my son. <laughs> Yo, tell him to stop looking at me like that. Why is that? he looking at me like that? <laughs> That's so good. Um, all right, we got some audio to play because there was a new event on All-Star Saturday, which I think they need to bring this back next year once Caitlin Clark gets into the league. Mm. Maybe make this a thing, whoever the, the top shooter is in WNBA, have them go up against like Steph or Dame or something like that. Say they go twos. Like two two v two, two yeah, like black top, not, not like actually playing against <laughs> each other, but yeah, get a, get two women, so Caitlin and Sabrina, ah, against Steph and Clay, Dame, oh, whoever yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. I was gonna say, boy, if you want more Kenny Smith opinions, yeah, have them uh, play two v two, black top style, because uh, yeah, Kenny Smith, <laughs> boy, the the three point contest ends, and Sabrina. Barely loses. Uh, I mean, we're talking the final score was Steph 29, Sabrina 26. 
Sabrina went first. I think she made eight out of ten, nine out of ten out of her first shots. Like I even like kind of got up off my couch a little bit. Like, oh, okay, we might we might have a game here. And then Steph closed his uh, closed his round out extremely well, just being Steph Curry and making damn near everything, and ended up winning. But Kenny Smith felt like uh, that there should have been a different uh, format and a different way for Sabrina in order to uh, win this, and I cannot believe he went down this road. I, I, I think she should have shot from the She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No. What she should have shot about? from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. She That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA yeah, but ball. Yeah, she did. shot from the line. It, it, there's it, a it, women's it. tee in golf and there's a men's tee. For a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Is that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. No. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina's Good job, shot. Sabrina. No, but, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Kevin. Uh, but then give him a regular don't, ball there. Don't let him the man ball. put boundaries on you. Give him a regular ball there. It's not fair. So I think Kenny's uh, goal there was to say that it wasn't fair for Sabrina because she shot from the men's three-point line, which she ended up scoring 26, which was the same score that Trey and Dame and Kat, and I forget who else, all scored in the first round of the actual three-point contest. So it sounds like she didn't really need to shoot from the women's three-point line. But I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that he, he ended up doing that. Like, in a, in a moment where it's basically like, let's try and bury all those tropes about, like, you know, women are, you know, not as skilled as men. Like, Sabrina's jumper is clean as hell. Like, it is go again, I was impressed as hell watching her do that. And you want to talk about pressure. Like, how many three-point contests? Like, Steph didn't even have to do this, right? Like, no. how many three-point contests has he won? How many all-star? Like, here is, what, the first women ever to participate in any all-star weekend event? Well, yeah, they had they, they used to have a little two-ball event, and they would have a WNBA player and, like, a retired NBA player okay, kind of so get together. But other than that, yeah, as far as, like, an actual, like, event, yes. And she steps the up there and nails 26? Like, Pretty damn impressive for her to do that. But it was almost like, Kenny, no, what? <laughs> for the second time, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Yeah, uh, number one. You <laughs> and gotta... Reggie just clapping back at him was the best part about that. <laughs> now, number one, remember this. Remember who Reggie Miller is. Remember who his sister was. Yeah. So yeah. the fact of, like, knowing a woman can shoot from NBA is like, yeah, Reggie's like, yeah, this is, we, we know Sabrina can do that. We know she can shoot from there. I mean, Kenny, this is when this is one of those times where he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. I think when you have personalities like Shaq and you have personalities like Charles, like and they're and uh, (laughs) it's one of those. I mean, when players mess up, but 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 it's one of those things that Kenny often feel. I I think I caught it. I hope so. But Kenny, (laughs) Kenny often wants to feel like he's the smartest guy in the room. That's not Ernie. So he'll try to break things down, and and most of the, a lot of time he's wrong. Like, and so this is one of those times where 
you know that Sabrina can shoot like that. You know she can shoot the lights out from everywhere. So the fact that she decided to shoot from NBA 3, because I'm pretty sure they asked her, like, are you okay with shooting from I the think NBA three-point line? From what I understand, she said that she wanted to shoot from there the NBA. There you go. And again, like you said, she ended up with 26. Like, Carl Anthony Towns, who won last year, ended up with 26. And uh, four, three other guys ended up with 26. So she is as good a shooter from that range as th- four of the guys that could have won last night. Like, that's <laughs> that's impressive, man. So this is, again, why I think Kenny Smith just needs to be replaced on All-Star Saturday night. I'm not sure why. He's the guy. I'd much rather hear KG and Paul Pierce. Give well, me KG and Paul Pierce. You put KG. You're for sure going to need a dump button for that. I was going to say, if you put KG on there, he might pull you. <laughs> a yeah, couple times. you're for sure going to. Hey, I'm surprised it wasn't me. I I've, I have had many moments where it is like right there I got about it. to slip. Yeah? I got it. You checked the tape. We're good. I got it. Here's the cold part. Do you know what's never happened in almost 10 years? That's pretty That's pretty impressive. I, I'll take it. I'll tell you what. I've I'll only had to, uh, I've only had to dump two people now. <laughs> So you and uh, the great I Everett Rob, <laughs> see exactly. You know, you join the club. And mind you, I've known yeah. A few it's almost should be we should hang slip. it up in the rafters here. And I like, caught both of them. Dumb button had to have been dropped. I remember uh, listening uh, to the first time uh, Jason Sukanik had to get his. Uh, it shocks me he doesn't drop more. <laughs> no, yeah, really. It also it, shocks me. I I'm sitting listening more. most days. Like here it comes. <laughs> this is where it happens, Suk. Oh, listen, I talked to Sprague about this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, buddy, I am surprised I've made it this far, and it's only happened once to me. And it didn't even happen in studio to me. I was on the phone with them, Dirt and Sprague. I did a call-in because it was the day after I played Eastmoreland Golf Course. And it did not go well. Um, Been there. Might might have uh, hit someone's windshield uh, on the very first tee. Hell yeah. Tight. Yeah. yeah. No, it was like, That's, dope. That's it, how you want to start. It was one of the first rounds of golf that I played when I was getting back into it around COVID time. And, uh, yeah, sliced the ball right, right onto Bybee Boulevard. Well, Tiger shows you that, that players mess up. Hey, it happens, right? It happens. And it happens. We finished the first because uh, we start on the hole 10, and then we get to the hole 11 tee box, and we're going down, and we start to walk down, and then two golf carts are, are approaching us from a distance. And we're like, what do, what do they want? And sure enough, one in one of those golf carts was a driver of a car that was going down Bybee Boulevard and uh, told me that I had struck her windshield. And uh, But then in retrospect, I should have just played ignorant, like, because they asked, they're like, did someone just slice a ball off the last tee box? And I, was I like, don't know. No. I saw I was it, like, too. Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, couldn't, yeah. couldn't be me. Yeah. I'd be you like, have to pay oh, for I'll, it? I'll let you know if I, if I yeah. what? find out who did it. Yeah. yeah. That's dumb. No, I recommended a good glass shop that I knew was going to be cheap. <laughs> I was like, go there to these did. guys. I know this isn't going to burn a hole in my Ask pocket. Go to, un- go to Uncle Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here, take this guy's number and call him. I um, know it's going to look shady, but <laughs> it's not. But, yeah, and then I was talking about the round the next day on Dirt and Sprague. Um, I think it was uh, they were doing the – what's the hit, damn, that they do where they have uh, people from different uh, – Crunch? No, where they're um, – I don't know what it's called. But they called me, and I was in my home talking oh, on the phone. Uh, the Daily Ticker. Yes, I was part of the Daily Ticker, and I was giving them the, the recap of my round, and – the uh, yeah, I mean, you're in your house, you're on the phone, you're kind of flowing as if it's a regular conversation, and bam, that's where it just came out. You know, it happens like that sometimes. It happens as long as I don't do it like at church it's... or like 
you know. It's too bad it didn't happen to Kenny Smith last night because now we know he wouldn't have been on the All-Star Saturday broadcast going forward. No, they would have let him. Yeah. They would continue. Wimby let let one slip yesterday. He dropped a hard F-bomb. Yeah. A hard like, oh. F-bomb. He oh, stuck like, the landing. Yeah, right? He made sure he got every single. Was I was wondering. Meister. I was like, is this an alternate stream, like on the Bleacher Report app on, like, HBO Max yeah, or something was, like that? That's He can say that? And then uh, I was like, oh, no, there's Chuck and Shaq and Ernie. Yeah, this this was on TNT. Like, he, yeah. He's French. There are different rules in <laughs> yeah, France right? for TV. Like, he didn't know. That's not a cuss word over there at it's all. It's not. Yeah, no, they they say another word over there that we definitely don't say, even not on radios. So. Naysayer? Uh, no, not that <laughs> no. one. Okay, okay. That's just Jalen Milrow. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so unfortunately, Kenny Smith is probably going to be on the All Star Saturday broadcast next year. I mean, I was trying to think of alternate options to those two, Reggie and Kenny. KG would be fun. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I really don't know who to sub them with. Just figure it out, though, and get those two guys off. Don't do Draymond, for the no, love of God. No, but I think I think KG would, if even if it's not Paul Pierce, because Paul Pierce can be very irritating sometimes, but give me KG. Yeah, he says some out-of-pocket Give me KG and Reggie. Like, I'll go with that. That could be fun. KG and Reggie? Yeah, I'll go with that. That'll be fun. Yeah, well, good for Reggie for uh, sticking up for Sabrina and saying something. That's the only uh, tip of the cap I'll give to him because he he is, bro. They're just them two together, yelling over each other on the All Star broadcast. I love just, Reggie Miller though. I can't I can't help but to love Reggie. I I do. Uh, there is a drop of uh, him somewhere in the the library of when they were doing a game in Portland. And they were doing like some B-roll in between commercial breaks or going to commercial break. And Kevin Harlan's like, oh, voodoo donuts, Reggie. And then <laughs> Reggie just, delivery, please. <laughs> the way he says it. Again, he is like, he's a cornball, but it's in a sense where he it's is. like. It's lovable almost. <laughs> like, okay, you're, exactly. you're so corny, bro. <laughs> All right, let's wrap things up next. Uh, let's talk about sporting events that we used to care about that we don't care about anymore. Like the Daytona 500. I used to care about it. Talladega? Only Daytona I recognize is Pusha T. Hey, that was a great album. Great that album. That was a great album. All right, we wrap things up next here, Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Will, can you pop me up real quick, baby? Give me my hotkeys here. And the world's <laughs> Delivery, please. <laughs> uh, the one thing that Portland's known for outside of outside of Portland is those damn donuts. I was on a meeting earlier this week with some people from, I think they're in the Chicago, suburbs of Chicago, on the Zoom meeting. And the dude, straight up, he goes, yeah, you know, Portland... Uh, I, I didn't know that this was also from there, but uh, yeah, the Voodoo Donuts, and I'm just like, bro, we, you got to act like you like Voodoo Donuts, like yeah, it's I like oh yeah, really yeah, good Voodoo Donuts, and like, then that's where I'm just like, yeah, we have a lot of better donut places out here, yeah, believe it or not. Voodoo is the they one. I got that... one by the Vancouver Mall now, Jump the Shark. Really? Yeah, and it's like nice. It's in a nice spot. It's like Voodoo is supposed to be in a bad part. Yeah, it's supposed to be in kind of a shady. 
Yeah, area. it's supposed okay. to be by the next bars. to the Kit Kat Club. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's and it's supposed to have a bunch of gum on the wall. It's not supposed to be a cool spot. It's all fancy and shiny. It's by the Vancouver Mall, so you know it's like there's no real issues. You're worried that maybe some Karen will walk in and be mad that there was no maple bacon bar. Doesn't work. What do you mean you're out of out of glaze? Like, yeah, no, I don't know. I, and I'll I'll say this, and this is to no no disrespect to anybody, but the most overrated donuts. Oh, I made sure to tell world. him because again, I like, think I think they have on. one in Chicago now. Come on, there's. Uh, I went to Universal Studios a couple years ago, and one of the first things you see as you walk into the building is a Voodoo Donuts. Yeah, they Voodoo na- like national now. They, they got one in Denver, Boulder, two in Denver, one in Austin, one in Houston, two in Houston. That's a good spot to have it in Denver. Another mm-hmm. in Austin, one in San Antonio, one in Katy, Texas. Um, they got one opening up in Seattle, Dallas. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chicago. I just told him I was like, don't ever get one with the cereal on it. It, yeah, it sounds like going a great idea. Stale, yeah, every single time. It sounds like a great idea. Don't do it because yeah, it's like oh, Captain Crunch, Fruit Loops, like mm-hmm. on on a donut. That yeah, sounds great. It sounds great, and then you eat it, and no. it's the it's stale well, as hell. And here's the thing: it is great when you get it at two a.m. It's like there was a there was a hot dog place in college out in Ellensburg, and it was right by the latest bar that would stay open. So you'd always go and get a hot diggity dog afterwards. And it was fantastic at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I remember I went there and I got a hot dog at like noon one day just because I was downtown. I was like, all right, I'm already here. I'll go get a hot dog. I love these hot dogs. It sucked. Terrible. It was horrible. Don't eat late night drunk food at a normal time. Seriously. It doesn't Taco work. Bell is only good for me late night. I've never had Taco Bell at 3 in the afternoon. Like, man, that crunch wrap was delicious. Like, at I mean, the spot. never, ever. It's always when I'm. Super faded and like, bro, all right, man. These chicken nuggets go hard from Wendy's, you know, but outside of that. But Voodoo Donut, like, there's some things that are okay. They have a blueberry donut that's pretty good. Um, the maple bacon, if it's, you know, you kind of warm it up, it's okay. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I just, I, you, you can don't you just like, give me a regular donut. You don't like the C&B? I don't like the C&B. <laughs> The C&B's all right. Yeah, I don't like the C&B. I'm going to be honest with that one. That one's been bought for me a time or two. The C&B's all right. Just, just taking the whole thing, I'm sure. Is there is there cream in the middle of that? Oh, in, in all of them. And I'll tell you what, I did not make the connection until the cream filled was bit into. I think I've had this before. <laughs> That's exactly Wait what I was thinking. I was thinking of Van Wilder myself. So, like Voodoo Donuts, uh, the Daytona 500. Uh, what other things do we not care about anymore? The All Star All Star Weekend. weekend. <laughs> Every All Star event except for the Home Run Derby. Yeah, we were saying that before the show. Is the uh, Home Run Derby the best All Star festivity in all of sports? I'm a big fan of the Skills Challenge in hockey. I think that's super dope. Uh, but that, I think probably so. I think I think because because here's the cool part. I won't watch. The All Star Game for baseball, in most cases, number and because it's always something like on a Tuesday, like a mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon. Bro, I'm at work. Like I got other stuff to do, like most adults. So I might have missed the All Star Game, but the Home Run Derby, like I'll have a beer and, and tune in for that. Like regardless of who is, you know, who's on deck. So well, yeah. they usually get stars. I mean, think about it. Last year, you had Julio, Pete Alonso, Adley Rutschman, uh, Vladdy Jr. I believe. And so when you look at the Home Run Derby, 
we're complaining about with the dunk contest, they don't get stars anymore or even up and coming guys who are going to be stars or could be stars. The MLB All-Star game, you've got old stars, you've got up and coming stars, and then you'll have one or two guys where you're like, I've never heard of that guy, and then they'll go rip off, you know, 20, 30 home runs, and you're like, oh, maybe I should start paying attention to this guy who plays for the White Sox, who I don't pay attention to because they're not good this year, right? So I think they've done a good job of keeping their stars still playing. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, see, and that's what I don't get, like, with the dunk contest. Like, why is it the one all-star festivity where stars don't want to participate in? Like, that they're just, I think it's like... it's hard to be creative now. What what haven't we seen in the dunk contest? We haven't seen somebody go between the legs twice. But I was, what haven't we... <laughs> no, I'm no, seriously, no, like, forget. what haven't we seen in the dunk contest that's going to get you... Like, you can do a dope-ass dunk that... I don't know, Aaron Gordon did where you jump over the, but we've already seen it. And so what other cool dunks can you do at this point that we haven't seen? You also have to be 100% that day because everybody's had that day where, you know, hey, I can touch the rim if I have a good yeah, knee seriously. day. But if I have a bad if knee day. I'm warmed up. Like, yeah. Right. If I have a good knee day, I can go touch rim. If I don't have a good knee day, I can't. And so I wonder if that plays a role too where it's like, I could go and prep for this dunk contest, or I could go down to Cabo and rest and relax, and that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. Well, again, that's why start coughing up some money, NBA. Adam Silver starts the only way. Start slipping a check under the table to these guys because. um, But again, you know, like, man, here I am pulling up the, and I was glad to see he was a judge for this last night. Granted, it was Indiana, and that's probably why they had him as a judge. But Fred Jones. Or former Oregon Duck, former Portland, two, Oregon, two thousand four NBA dunk champion, who has one of my favorite dunks that I ever saw in a dunk contest. Was I think it was in his like second round or something, but starting from the right side, threw the ball off of the backboard and then caught it with the left and slammed it. It was one of those like, oh my god, Portland's own Freddie Jones, man. That was a that was a great dunk contest for us. I saw someone on uh, Reddit call him Fred Wilson last night. Yeah, like, he went onto the Ducks subreddit and was like, "Fred Wilson, former Ducks and Slam Dunk champion, is a judge tonight." And people are like, Ex- "Excuse me, who?" Yeah, no, Freddie Jones. And actually, Fred Jones's last uh, dunk was an alley oop from what many people consider Portland's greatest basketball player of all time, Brandon Brooks. So, pretty cool. So, I mean, y- you're gonna start needing stars to bring back the Slam Dunk contest, but again. There are the Derek Jones out there. There are the Fred Jones. Maybe your last name just has to be Jones, and then you'll be really good at dunking. Potentially, but either way, they need to start, like you said, coughing up some money to make sure you can get the Ja Morants. But I, this, I also think you just need some leapers. Like, I want to see Shaden in one in the next year or two. I mean, he has to do one. That dude has a 44, 45-inch vertical. He needs to make it happen. No, we'll see, man. All right, well, enjoy the non-Daytona 500. I don't know what's coming up next year on uh, 1080 The Fan. The pre-show. The the pre-show of the Daytona 500. That's not happening? Great. All right, thank you for tuning in for Sports Sunday. We'll catch everybody next week. Football's over, but I hope you tune in next week. Rashad, Will, thank you. Everybody, peace. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 